You're listening to the Talk of Chicago 1690 WVON. This your girl Samantha Thomas in the building with you tonight and on the on the radio and on iHeartRadio. What you have heard just now is Destiny by my guest. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing like a Midwest woman. Nothing like a Midwest woman. And my next guest is proving all of that. Miss Rebecca Cruz is on the line with me tonight. How are you, Rebecca? I am awesome, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just honored. Thank you so much. I, listen, you are honored. You see, I had to come in with the with the cut, though, right? You see, I had to do it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. We had to bring a little destiny in. You know, Rebecca, I knew that I, I've been wanting to talk to you because I just, like, fell in love with you with the family crews when the show was, was out on BT. I just thought you were just... Oh, thank you. Girl, listen, you're welcome. Just the energy that you had and um, inside and out. So I fell in love with you even more. You and Terry were black love and you know yeah i love the whole black wearing the black shirts yeah i was doing the thing i love when couples dress alike so shout out <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you all for that it's but a, it's a bit of a tradition in our house <laughs> girl i love it i love when couples you know are, are themselves and, y- and y'all to me are like best friends so i feel the energy but rebecca now i knew i liked you but i didn't know know that you was from gary you from Gary, Indiana? Yes, I am a Gary girl. In Come fact, on. I was Miss Gary, nineteen eighty four, girl, um, and did a lot of hanging out in Chicago as a teenager. Um, UIC uh, Pavilion, all the parties, yes, and, uh, Goodman <laughs> Theater, Columbia College. Um, got a few tickets. Feeding wow. back on the ninety four. <laughs> the ninety four. You was up on that ninety four. Getting. Let me yeah. tell you, Gary, Indiana. We call y'all our cousins. You know. Because you're so close to Chicago, you are cousin. You're right here. You're right we here. We are. We're fa- we don't even acknowledge that state border. We just, <laughs> we just Chicago. We just a suburb of Chicago, you know. So, so, Rebecca, so I know about you being from Gary. You know good food. And ain't nothing like food from around here in these parts in Chicago. Now, I know you might. Absolutely. That, woo, so now in L.A., it's, things are a little bit different with the food situation. Because I lived on the West Coast for a, last, a little while, so I understand. But have you, have you, you've had Harold's Chicken before, right? Carol's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, As a kid, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I always have yeah. that. And, you know, and I have a, I have a mom from uh-huh. Tennessee. Oh. So I grew up eating collard greens and yes. fried chicken. And and uh, she used to make all this southern food and then tried to make it healthy, talking about putting bacon in it, uh, <laughs> turkey bacon. I'm like, Ma, Mama, it's still a whole lot of fat in them greens. I don't know about that. <laughs> Girl, so earlier today we were talking, uh, Rebecca Cruz is on the line with me. We were talking about Sarah, and I'm sure you heard about Aunt Jemima today, that they're retiring her. She's retired now. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah. Now, I will confess, Samantha. Okay. I've been doing a little bit of a fast from social media. Okay, good. Because... A lot of good, but a lot of sad mm-hmm. on the me- on the social media. So trying to keep my peace and keep my mind, I took a couple days off. So okay, um, but but I'm I'm now. Is this a good thing that they're retiring her? What's yes. Going on? So here's the story, Rebecca. They're um, retiring Angel Jemima. Um, Quaker Oats is because of they said it's a negative connotation with her. Uh, so with her uh, being um, the the mammy figure, if you will, and also that prompted mm. Uncle Uncle Ben's Mars is going to retire him, do some re- rebranding rather, and also Mrs. Butterworth. So that's the new news today. Mm-hmm. Wow, girl, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. I I used to love Aunt Jemima. I mean, I remember when she got a perm. Remember that she lost? Yeah, she lost a few she pounds. Lost her rag and got yeah, and she lost some weight and um, stuff. Who said she yeah, got a perm? She, she, <laughs> She did. She got a perm. They got rid of the red, you know, kind of rad on her head. Yeah. 
yeah, I remember that. And, you know. Gave a roller set. A, there's, yeah. there's a little mixed feeling there because I remember as a kid just being happy to see black people anywhere. Uh-huh. You know, see black folks on TV, black folks on the box, you know. We would celebrate. We'd be like, look. Yeah, I, I remember watching the watching the Brady Bunch, and there was a, a black girl on the Brady Bunch. We were like, "Oh my god!" You oh just get god, so excited, right? Yeah. yeah. For so, one black um, kid, but I ended, right? One in the scene, mm. but um, but I understand why a company that I don't know has historically used this image yeah. might say, mm, "Are we offending people with this? And is it offensive?" Because from their standpoint, uh-huh. you know, maybe they they have some other reasons why um, they chose her as a spokesperson. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what I mean? To me, your actions always speak to your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you feel there's something wrong with it, maybe you have to go back and look at the history of the decision and, and, and you know. I kind of think you that's know, where that's I think of it this way. Have you ever been in a situation where maybe you were on the phone with someone and you talked about somebody and then they call you? Girl, you and, like, and you feel like and you feel like they know. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. You'd be like, oh, right? we, ooh, you feel a little funny. <laughs> yes. So I think their their choices that they're making mm-hmm. reflect something that they know, maybe. Yeah, and I kind of think that's where a lot of the, the world is now. It's kind of like y'all knew it was wrong, and but you know, right. yeah, y'all knew. You knew she was a slave. Well, you know, right. somebody knew that picked it. You know, and it's just kind of like they right. profited so much off of our off of our culture in such yes. negative ways, girl. You already know, Rebecca, over the years, and now. I just say, and I want your opinion on this too, you know, um, this is a time to be alive. I think some stuff is getting ready to happen in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, can I tell you, Samantha? Yeah. Um, I jokingly say that I have a little bit of a third eye. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say God shows me things. Mm-hmm. And a couple weeks before everything really went down with Black Lives Matter, um, you know, I'm a biracial girl. I have right. a black mother. I have a black husband. I have black kids. Okay, (laughs) so I'm very fair. So I'm treated differently. And I've been that, you know, fly on the wall in the office. People talking don't know I'm black. They don't know. Right, right. (laughs) They don't know. And I'm like, "Er, I caught that, you know. Wow. So I've had a different experience, but I've experienced it through my family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then being a biracial kid in 1965, think about going in a restaurant, black mom, white dad, little mixed kids. The whole place would stop and watch us eat. Wow. Okay. It was interesting. It was frightening. This is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and and we were in the Midwest where it was legal. It was still not legal in some parts of the country when my parents married each other. To date outside your race and marry outside your race. Yeah. Yes, wow. exactly. And so I've had a unique experience, but I say this. I have followed for a long time all of the injustices. Well, from the police brutality to the discrimination in housing, lending, all of it. And we've been through all of it. My husband's had guns pulled on him by cops. I mean, the whole thing. My kids have been followed in stores. We've gone to restaurants and the maitre d' ignores us and the waitress ignores us and it takes forever for our food to come. Mm. Uh, we, you know, and I'm sitting there ready to start some mess. Yeah. And my kids are like, Ma, don't say nothing. You're like, I'm from <laughs> no. Gary. 
Look. Yeah. <laughs> I, y'all don't know. Okay? Right. Don't let the blonde hair fool you, okay? Oh, goodness. But, but I was saying to myself, I said, Laura, we need a Me Too movement on this issue. Mm. Just this, like this Me before. Too. Sweat. Yeah. yeah, this was about two weeks before. I said, we need a Me Too movement on this issue because some heads need to roll. Some things need to change. A whole lot of people need to lose their jobs and go to jail over this. Wow. And I kid you not, I woke up one morning, and I follow a lot of people, mm-hmm. every color, you know, because I also do, I'm involved in the church and the ministry. So yes, I noticed, you know, sadly a little bit, that many of my colleagues and friends, people I love and respect, were silent about <laughs> racial injustice. <laughs> Okay, and I would just quietly be like, why aren't they saying anything? You know, this is wrong, because think about go back to the days of Abraham Lincoln, go back to Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. There were white people who stood up and said, this is wrong. Yeah, Okay, yeah. And we wouldn't have been able to change it unless there had been a socially conscious awakening of the conscious of the country. Come on, Rebecca. Yep. Because. Think about it. In a democracy, you need a majority to make change. Mm -hmm. So they say at the most there's 12% of us, 13, even if there's 15 to 20, that's still not a majority. Right. So, so we have, there has to be what I call just good people, good people of every color to stand up and go, wait a minute. This ain't right. We we're, we're with them on this. Uh Uh-huh. And, 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 and I won't go ahead. No, go ahead, Rebecca. No, because this this is interesting. I'm loving this perspective. I'm loving it. So go ahead. And, you and because, you know, I'm a student of history and I watch culture and I watch movements and how societies change. Yeah. And there's always a tipping point. There's always, you know, people, I, I hate to say people who hate the term Uncle Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but the book Uncle Tom's Cabin was written by a white woman, the daughter of a minister. Mm-hmm. who interviewed former slaves that had escaped and said, America needs to know this story. And she wrote this book. It became a national bestseller. Mm-hmm. And it shifted the public consciousness about slavery. That book. It did. And yep. it did. And it was one of many because there were other people who were who were standing up in the same way. But I say this to say, God uses people. Yes. Yes. And, and and we have to acknowledge that. And so I woke up this one morning, checked my tweets and my Instagram, and this was at the death of George, George Floyd. Mm. And many, I mean countless people that I had watched be silent were posting about his murder. What did you think about that? Was it a lot of, um, what did you think? What I thought initially was like, hmm, Something is shifting. Yeah. Because these folks normally haven't ever said anything. And I just had this overwhelming sense like, what just happened? What just happened here? And it feels like God got our attention. Yes, he did. Like he let this COVID thing just force us all to be still. (laughs) And what else do we have to do but pay attention I th- and, and this thing took and and this thing took off like a match to 
gasoline. Like real quick, Rebecca. It like it like totally. Yes, it did. Because people were like, "Well, what made George Floyd's death?" I said, "Because think about what we're in. We're in this time of COVID. We're in the house. Right. We had right. to sit still and look at that. It was like, yes, we did. let me sit y'all still first, like God said. Let me sit you all still, and let me yes. show y'all something. You know, and unfortunately, a man did lose his life. You know, I didn't want. Yes. And and the, but and the, many and many others have come many on. before him. And right behind him, there's mm-hmm. still mess going on because the world is an evil place in many ways. It is. Even- but I was so powerfully, I never forget when I saw that that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this awesome book called The Tipping Point. Okay. That talks about when there is a shift and what causes that shift. And it's a book written about business and about what causes companies to go over that tipping point or brands. Mm-hmm. But something about the, that morning, I remember saying, this is a tipping point. Wow. And suddenly it was, whoo, we're in the streets. Every, every The whole city. country yes. and the world, the whole world said, we're with you. I have to wow. admit, I was moved to tears, Samantha. Me I was too, moved Rebecca. to tears. Sometimes I still like want to, Yeah. We ain't going to cry my lashes yes. off tonight, though, Rebecca. I got on some lashes. We can't cry them off, though. Yeah. Not tonight. Rebecca. I know. I love my lashes. <laughs> I've been going about lashes on this COVID, girl. I look a little bare. No, you look. But, but you're so so beautiful, though. Rebecca, I I, I can't wait till we meet in person. We can meet in person one day because um I just, I, I've just just been waiting to talk to you. Because even in, through the midst of, of COVID and everything going on, you, I, I, and I call those two diseases, racism and COVID. So we've been here with two of them. Yeah two diseases right now across yeah. the country and you were um had a, a health scare and i did yeah um breast cancer rebecca and um how yes. like was this right in in the midst of going through covid and you found out that you you were stage one right breast cancer stage one yes. yeah let's talk um about i'll it. tell you what happened samantha is that every year sometime right after christmas i do my yearly physical mm-hmm and I had not done it the previous year because we had done some traveling near Christmas. And by the time we got back, we jumped right into work. And I was just a little behind on my checkups. Okay. You know? And about 12 years, 13 years prior, I had a small, benign lump removed that they just said, you know, since you had this lump, be more careful with your checkups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So knowing I was a little behind, I just had this feeling. Now, you know, everybody talks about listen to your gut, listen to that voice of God, listen to that inner feeling. Right. And I've I've tried to practice that, you know. And I just had this overwhelming sense, go check yourself. Wow. Check everything. You know, go check top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I always say rooter to the tutor. Check everything. <laughs> the rooter to the tutor, yeah. You are funny. I love and, it, Rebecca. <laughs> and I just said, I'm going to go check. So my doctor wrote me the orders. Okay. And the first thing that could open up was, hey, let's do the mammogram. So I get to the mammogram, and they say, okay, well, we, don't, we can't really see nothing. I said, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have an ultrasound because mm-hmm. I have a history. Okay. And, and so your I called my doctor back. Yeah, um, no, because I had the benign lump removed years before. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm supposed to have an ultrasound because the last time, the only way they found it was on the ultrasound and because it was small. Mm-hmm. 
So the lady said, oh, let me double check. She double checked. Sure enough, there was an order for ultrasound. It was in the wrong pile. So this is, you know, advocate for yourself, okay? <laughs> don't don't go to the doctor and not know what's going on, okay? Please, people, listen to that. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, go ahead. So, yeah, because doctors are human. Yep. And they make mistakes, right? And they forget things, and the person puts the paper in the wrong place, or the fax machine was off, or who knows, you know. But I knew what I was supposed to do to be safe. Mm-hmm. So once they did the ultrasound, they saw something. So then they sent me back in for what they call a magnification, where they do another mammogram, and they magnify 300 times, wow. and they saw it. Wow. And it was small. It was like, oh, I can't remember how many centimeters it was, but it was small, like the size of a pea. How did you feel? And so, well, to be honest, I just thought it was another one of those little fibrocystic lumps. Now, but this is the kicker. I was laying on the table. They said, well, we could biopsy it to be safe. Do you want to come back or you want to come next week? And I was going to wait till the following week, but... I'm always a believer in let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's just get it. So I had a hair appointment, went and got my blow dry, Uh came back. That pretty hair. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Girl, (laughs) yes. I'm wearing it longer now, so now I I don't want to do it myself. (laughs) And I I went back to the radiology center. Okay. While I'm laying on the table, I heard this still, small voice. Wow. And it was just as calm. I had no fear. Mm -hmm. And the little voice said, Rebecca, if they find something, just cut it off. Don't play around. Cut the whole thing off and rebuild it. Wow. I said, okay. And I wasn't afraid. Okay. I I was so calm that even though the voice told me if they find something, I still thought it wasn't going to be nothing. Oh. I was, that's how calm I was. Uh So I go home, take my son on his audition. He has an audition, my kids audition. You know, they're trying to be like their dad, right? Okay. And (laughs) he, my precious son, he's 14 now. He's been going at this acting thing for a little while. He goes on a callback, and he cast his first (gasps) regular series main character show for Nickelodeon. Congrats. Now, it hasn't aired yet. Okay. But we're celebrating. We're celebrating at the um, burger joint, screaming and yelling, videotaping my son. He's crying, you know. And I'm going, oh, my God, now I have another job. Right. (laughs) I got to go to work with this kid every day. You got to be a momager. Yeah. Momager, yeah. And so we're celebrating. The next day, I get the call from the doctor. Mm -hmm. This is just how life is, right? The doctor says, Mrs. Cruz, this is Dr. So-and-so, a lady doctor that I had requested. She says, I'm sorry to tell you your biopsy was positive. Oh, my God. Well, right away, the Lord had already told me what to do. Cut it off. So I looked at her. I said, all right, what's my next step? She referred me. I called three different places. All three places said the same doctor's name. This is the doctor you need. Okay. I said, okay, confirmation. Confirmation, yeah. So this doctor, really precious woman, very highly um, recommended, experienced, compassionate, Dr. Jeannie Shen. Mm -hmm. She's here with the UCLA Medical. And she explains everything to me. 
She gave me my options, one of which was mastectomy, and that was the one she recommended. I said, oh, I already know what I'm supposed to do. What she said? And so we went ahead. Yeah. She was like, okay. (laughs) No, she, she, because it turns out she walks by the same faith that I do. Nice. Okay. Okay. So we made the decision. I harassed her office and harassed the plastic surgeon office. I said, let's get this date on the books because I got work to do. Right. (laughs) My son got cast on the show. So we got to knock this out so I can take him to work. So within now, a couple weeks. Quick question, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Now, when you got the positive diagnosis, and if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Rebecca Cruz, and I'm singer and all things momager now. So you're a momager now. And did you have, did Girl. you, yes. Did you tell Terry immediately that you were, you know, tested um, positive for breast cancer? Uh, I sure did. Okay. And you know what? He looked like he was going to collapse in a heap. When I told him, his face just fell like nothing I've ever seen, to be honest. And my husband is pretty fearless. Um, He's encouraged me through a lot of things. But, you know, his mom died of cancer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I will say, actually, I would say it was more complications of cancer. It wasn't the cancer that killed her. Um, They think that the immune system was so weakened that there was an infection that got in. Mm-hmm. because that actually the cancer was kind of in remission, but her immune system had been so shot, and she lived in Flint. And so they think even yeah, the water the crisis, water. you know, yeah. the water, who knows what, because what they say was the official cause of death was uh, a, a transient infection to the brain. Wow. But still she had battled the cancer for like maybe eight years. So he was kind of, and so yeah, that, that dealt with him. Yeah. and here It that. sure did. Yeah. But you know what? Something just rose up in me. I said, don't look at me like that. Wow. I said, I need you to stand with me. Do you hear me? He said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Rebecca. I said, said, God told me what to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have the mastectomy, and I'm going to do the reconstruction, and we're going to push on. Is that clear? He's like, okay. And we did. And I had that surgery. And I was scared. I will tell you, I went to the hospital that morning. I was shaking in the car. (laughs) Wow. Just because, you know, if you've ever had someone sick and pass away, you have an eerie feeling about hospitals, right? Yeah. Because you you feel like people go there to die. They don't go there to get better, (laughs) you know. And um, so I was really nervous, but God was with me. Mm -hmm. I even saw him. I even saw the Lord with me. and. And was just felt the, that peace mm-hmm. in the in the midst of the fear. I felt the fear and the peace at the same time. And my my best friend flew all the way from Detroit to uh-huh. sit and pray and wait for my surgery. And my pastor was there and my husband. Oh wow! And you had the I prayer warriors up. in there. Come on, Rebecca. yes, I did. And when I woke up, um, my prayer had been that there would be no spread to my lymph node. And there was no spread. Everything was clear in the lymph node. And we were able to do a very successful reconstruction. So I look pretty much the same, except I need just a little tweaking. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little, just bit. A little bit, which I'm going in for next month. Okay. Well, I and, want you to keep me posted. Oh, my gosh. I want to yeah. hopefully we keep in touch. Well, you know, I know you're not on social. I followed you on social. We hopefully oh, no, I, I'm on there, just not as much as I was. I'm, I'm going to get back involved. I'm trying to keep 
a peaceful state of mind you through everything do, we're going through. Do it in, in portions. I really am. Yeah, you got to Yes, take. exactly. If I didn't have to do, you know, what I do daily with um, the radio, I wouldn't be on there as much either, Rebecca, because it can be draining. But um, my mom is a survivor. So I am. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So this is just your story touches me because I remember us going to the hospital with her and and just everything. So she's doing good. She's doing real good. Oh, that's great. How long has she been? How long ago? Because she's watching. I believe what year was that? So what is 20? It was 2012. So what is that? Eight, mm, year, eight years ago? Eight years. Yeah, 20, 2011. That's awesome. Yeah, eight or nine years. Yeah, so she is doing good. And she um, had your kind of procedure as well. So I'm just um, yeah. So, yeah, God is good. And I, I will say that. And I'm just happy to hear that you you you, you seem to be in... Ain't no seem to be. I can tell that you are just in good spirits, you know, because God is a healer. I am. I'm very, I'm very thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very thankful. Um, uh, I still am doing some other procedures I need to do. Okay. Because I was a little behind on my, like I said, on my checkups, but they're minor. They're okay. just little thing here, little thing there. Um, I had a little thyroid condition that. Nobody ever gave me medicine for because my levels were always normal. Mm-hmm. So every every year I check the thyroid, you know, I check the all the girl parts, you know, the <laughs> uterus and yeah. all that. Yeah. And check, you know, now I'm 50 something, so I got to check the colon, you know. And that's another thing I want to say, my people, my people. Yeah, girl, come on. If If you don't have health insurance, I understand. But if you have insurance or you have access, do your yearly exams. Yes. Check the breath. Check, get the pap smear. Get the ultrasound. Get the colonoscopy. Check your bones and your blood level. Because early detection will save your life. Come on. Okay, so my mother, she weighed in. It was 2013. So I was a year off. So she's seven years post. But, Rebecca, I echo that um, with please take care of yourself, people. I, I yes. Oh, my gosh. And and it's so yes much, because ooh. we're higher risk for everything. We really High are. Pressure, colon cancer, you know, fibroids, colon, girl. everything. And and let's talk about you know not to slam our culture, but let's talk about our diet. Oh, girl, come on. Cause... Let's talk about you know putting more fruits and vegetables, fiber, um, everything, fibers. Every you know, it's okay to have some chicken wings and some all that, <laughs> but not every day. No. Not every day. <laughs> You know, and, oh, Rebecca, I don't and think, let's, you know, yeah, I, yeah, let's use some wisdom too, because the Lord is good, but the Lord will also say, put down the pound cake yeah. <laughs> and have some vegetable juice or, or get and you, you something else sweet to eat a piece of fruit or something because right, right. And, and again, have the pound cake, but not every day, not every day. <laughs> it is not Thanksgiving or meals every it. day. Yes. Oh, look, I went to New York for uh-huh. Thanksgiving, and I had not had sweet potato pie in a year. Girl, did and you, for did about you tear it three up days, I tore it up. <laughs> I had pie and coffee for breakfast every morning. Oh, goodness. <laughs> for about three days. And then I heard that little voice say, that's enough. Okay, now. <laughs> we got a caller on the line. I want to take him if you don't mind. Um, he wants to, to tell you something. We got John on line one. And um, John, how you doing this evening, brother? Good evening. Always a great show. I enjoy Thank listening you. to you. And good evening to your guests, too. Um, I, as I listen to you, you sound like um, your story is fantastic. And I, 
I encourage you to write about this and write your memoirs. I think your story is fat. You're a talented, talented woman. And it sounds like your story is the making of a book, possibly mm. a movie. Um, it has some impelling stories that some young lady in the hospital or young man in the hospital that needs an uplifting. Wow. Your story sounds like you should put it to print and tell your story. Mm. My mother used to always say, I don't care how many degrees and houses and cars you got or how much money you got, but leave something here that people can remember you by, wow. which is your memoirs, mm. which is your memoirs. So I think you should, uh, as I was listening to your story, it has the makings of a book. You should write it down. Well, John, thank you. Rebecca, how'd you, what'd you oh, think about that? Yes. Uh, listen, I love it. I'm all for it. And I will tell you, little plug for the future. Yes. Uh, hus- husband and I already have a deal to do a joint memoir. So it's a story about our, our life and our marriage together. And we are doing that for Audible, and it's set to release in the fall. Come on, we get so, an exclusive on, on the yes. show with me tonight. Yes, on iHeartRadio and WBON. Yes. Come on, Rebecca. When you get that, you and Terry got to call me back so we can talk about this. Oh, absolutely. We're going to go everywhere talking about it. And, John, thank you so much because I actually have been making notes and and writing down thoughts because uh, I believe I have several books in, in me that wow. are going to come out because I have stories about marriage, stories about motherhood, mm-hmm. stories about trials and tribulations that I've gone through and come out the other side and um, and woven through it all is my faith and I feel that I do have a lot to share. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes you know life can make you feel like. Oh, who's going to listen? But yes, I I have discovered that um, when I shared my my story and my background, that people have been helped. And husband and I do a lot of speaking. And so uh, this book was just a blessing. And we certainly plan on both of us doing more of it. And so thank you for your encouragement, John. And it's certainly a confirmation for me. And, and a revelation, and so I thank you for sharing it. Well, Rebecca, you have a fan in my mother as well. She is loving um, listening to you tonight. I know she's doing her. Oh, hi, mom. Yes, How on Facebook you? Live. Yes, I sir. love mom. Girl, aren't, they the, aren't they the best? Oh my goodness. So you know, Rebecca, I love you and Terry. I'm not married um, yet. I'll say yet because the, the the gentleman hasn't found me yet. I'll say that. But you and Terry have given me so much hope and. Anytime somebody, Black Love is one of those shows, and I love that you all did it. And just even when he broke down, girl, I broke down with Terry. So tell Terry he made me cry yeah. on Black Love. <laughs> Watching y'all on. I tease yes. him all the time. <laughs> Do you, tease you know him? how there's 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 people who cry like like that like Joel Osteen is a preacher who cries. Yes, right? Other people. Yes. Yeah, and and there's a few others, and I tease my husband that he's a crier. Oh, my goodness. Because he really went through a transformation in his life uh, when we went through our separation. Mm -hmm. And he really got down on his knees, and he really changed. Come on. And um, my husband is such a a wonder to behold because his heart heart is so for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, His heart is to be a great influence to be a great encourager of other people. And, um, you know, I admire him tremendously for not just his talent and his work ethic and his persistence. Those are all things that I treasure about him and that I want to be more like him. 
but also that he took the time to deal with who he was inside. Yes, that's and, important. And, and saved our family. So uh, I, I praise God for him and for his willingness, because you have to remember, I made the decision to walk. Mm-hmm. Because it was just beyond what I could tolerate at that certain point. But he made the decision to stay and fight. And had he made a different decision, we wouldn't have this ending that we have right now, which is really, it's a fairy tale. Oh, look, listen. And, and I'm proud and I'm pleased to stand by the side of a man who stood up and said, I messed up. Yes. I really messed up. But I'm willing to go through whatever I had to go through to try to fix it. And he really did. Well, we're going to show Terry Crews some love tonight, too, on the show. I <laughs> yes, show is showing Terry Crews. Because, listen, somebody said on Facebook, a man will make changes for the right woman. Terry knew that Midwest is not nothing like a Midwest woman. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Well, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we got married really young. We were young, uh-huh. Samantha. We were 21 and 23. We were finishing our last year of college. And I told him, look, if you want me, you better wife me up now. You told Because I'm not girl. trying to be, look, I'm not trying <laughs> to be weighty Katie sitting around. Listen. If you want to go pro and act a fool, then you go do that. You either either mean business or get to stepping. And he said, oh, I mean business. Uh, <laughs> Becca, you want to play with him young. You want to no, play No, I wasn't. Girl, nobody got time to play. And, no, I did not. Mm-mm. And I said, if you're not ready, fine, bye. You know, and so we had a marriage that went through all the ups and downs. Yeah. He knew that I loved him, whether or not he went pro or not, and that I loved him, whether or not he ever succeeded. So he trusts me. Wow. And I and I tell these men all the time, they're like, Rebecca, I'm looking for a wife, but I'm trying to blow up first. I said, wrong. wrong. Come on, Rebecca, break it down now. Break it down. Wrong. You need the girl who's ride or die when you ain't got nothing. I'm throwing my pants. I know, Rebecca, we don't I have that much because time. Girl, I'm so, I want to hang. Okay, go ahead, because this is some good gospel. <laughs> this is some good gospel, girl. I got my next guest ready, but I got, Rebecca, this is some good gospel you're giving me. Go ahead. For the people, yeah. not just me, but people. For the brothers. Yeah, but but I just say that to, to my precious brother. Don't wait until you have everything perfect hmm. because you want to attract a certain kind of woman. You need to attract a woman whose heart is for you. My God. And, and the kind of women you're going to get once you have a bunch of money you got to go through a lot of weeds to find the true flower. But a true flower is going to be there for you when times are down. You know, a true flower is going to stick by you if you take a hit and lose your job or take losses in the stock market or you get ill. Wow. You know, you you don't need that little whatever you call her. At the time piece model, come video. on, girl, Rebecca, no. girl. Nothing, nothing wrong with a beautiful woman, but make sure she has a beautiful heart. Well, Rebecca, you have a beautiful heart, and I hate that we okay because that just touched my heart right there. We got to talk again, and I don't know when you're coming back to the Midwest, but please come visit me in the studio here at WVO. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to. I would love to have you here. I'm going to shoot you like a DM and just say thank you if you check it on Instagram. I know you get lots of messages. But hopefully you'll get, get, get mine one day. And just um, I thank you for talking with me tonight. I, I want Tell us before we go. So you got your next appointment next week to just for another checkup with the, um, after your surgery and everything. So Yeah, okay. actually what I'm having is phase two of reconstruction. Okay. 
because when they reconstruct everything, you know, it heals, and sometimes everything's not so smooth. And then they go back in and do a little smoothing and a little fat transfer and all that okay. so that everything looks more natural. So sometimes it's two or three phases before you're all done. Okay. And so I'm having my second phase of that, which is um, technically kind of a minor procedure, but it does involve, you know, a little bit of bruising and pain. And so we're getting ready to do that in about a month, actually. Well, please keep me posted on how you're doing. Um, I don't know how we can stay in touch, but will I, I'll just shoot you a, a DM of, you know, just checking I on will you. Look, I will look for yep. you, my dear. Yep, I'll say just checking on you. That's what I, I want to make sure that um, that you're doing well. And, and, Rebecca, you have the beautiful heart. And they got to water that flower, like you said. Keep watering. Oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, Rebecca, you just gave some gospel tonight for the, for the brothers. Come on. Tell, yeah. tell Terry he got him. He know what he got. I know Terry know what he got. Yes. So I am he sure so, does. Ooh, and, and when he forgets, I pinch him on his bicep and go, <laughs> and I twist it. Is that what you do? Too? <laughs> yeah. Well, Rebecca, do you have any? Um, so we played your music coming in. We played and your alter ego, Regina Mandre. Anything else coming up with your music in the near future that we can support? Absolutely. We are at a little bit of a standstill because we can't go in the studio, but I'm finishing up a record that has 10 to 11 songs on it. Uh-huh. And we're going to uh, put it out as soon as we can push those distribution channels and finish up all the final production. Uh, just kind of waiting on a word from God about how to process yeah. everything and then, you know, launch it in a good season where we know it can get some traction and and find the right team to help us launch it because it's a really fabulous project. Well, Regina, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm we, before we go, Rebecca. You can I'm call sorry. me Regina. Who is Regina? <laughs> God had called you the name, the alter ego, All right, Regina. Okay, we yes. got one more caller on the line. Um, I believe they wanted that they're gone. Okay, they're they're gone. But they, I believe somebody else wanted to say something. But Rebecca Cruz, I want to thank you for. I feel like we just had a whole conversation like sister friends on here tonight. This is a we sure did good conversation. And you made me feel so welcome, well, Samantha. Well, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Shout out to your team for um, connecting us. And we're going to check on you. We're going to do a well-being check in about a, about a month, like you said, and, you know, see how you're doing. That would be great. Rebecca Cruz, thank you so much for being so amazing, so dope. And um, just thank you for talking to this Midwest lady like yourself. I appreciate you. Yes. Miss Gary. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Miss Gary has a nice inner purse. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you know how we do. You know Midwest women. We I don't know. play. We don't play around, girl. Please. I know. Some some pepper spray. Girl, a little something else. A little mace. I something. know. Yeah, all of that. Okay, no, Rebecca. Better stop, girlfriend. I appreciate you. You stay stay safe and um just know that we, we love you here in Chicago. Everybody's loving you on the on the um Facebook Live too. So my mother oh, said it's gonna you, be Samantha. Yes, she wants me to tell you it's gonna be our well in Jesus' name. That's what my mother said. And have a, have oh, a good night. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> well, Rebecca I Cruz. look forward to my eight years out. Thank you. Oh, we yes. Thank you so much for for calling in. And um we gotta get to some Juneteenth stuff here in the studio because we got some great stuff happening this weekend in Chicago. So my next guest, oh, Ashley, awesome. is in the building. Yes, will you stay safe, Rebecca? Tell Terry we said what's up and um can't wait to hear your new music with Regina Mandre. All right. All righty. You have a good night, Rebecca. You too, hon. All right. You'll listen to the Talk of Chicago 1690 WBON. That was Miss Rebecca Cruz on the line with me tonight. Amazing spirit, amazing energy. And I just um, feel like I got me a new sister friend tonight.